I feel like I need to tell you something. Because you guys know I'm not a big advertiser. You don't listen to my podcast and there's like 20 ads in there. But I feel like this is something that was really important to me. And I would be doing you a disservice if I didn't tell you. So not very long ago, all my hair was falling out. And I was embarrassed. I thought I looked older. My hair was thinner. And I didn't feel, I didn't feel like Sean Lee. I mean, I've always had great hair. Like when I was a kid, my mom used to say, you know, to the hairdressers, your, your arms are going to get tired as much hair as she has. But all of a sudden, I didn't have any hair. And I just want to talk to you about a company that I've aligned with. And if you're losing your hair, whether you're a man or a woman, if you have alopecia, anything like that, if you're not feeling like your, lo your locks are luxurious, then I encourage you to go to my website, seanlee.mymonate.com. Monate is a all-vegan, all-natural company, and I like them because they're an industry disruptor. In the same way that Uber disrupted the taxi cab industry, Monate is disrupting the hair care industry because most products out there are going to say, let's make the hair healthy. And Monate was a skincare company in Venezuela who didn't come here with the intention to make the hair healthy. They came with the intention to make the scalp healthy. And as a byproduct, do we get healthy hair? And the answer to that is yes. So it's not chemical. It's not Rogaine. It's not minoxidil. It's nothing that's bad for you. It's all vegan and all natural, and it makes your scalp healthy. And I'm a testament to it. Like, I got to tell you, my hair was so thin that I was using those tiny little scrunchies to put myself in a ponytail. And now I have to use the big scrunchies just to get all of my hair into it. So I wouldn't tell you about this if it wasn't important. So if you're interested in having better hair and feeling sexier and feeling younger and happier with yourself, then I encourage you to go to my website. It's Sean Lee, which is S-E-A-N-L-A-I dot M-Y-M-O-N-A-T dot com. Sean Lee dot MyMonate dot com. If you have questions about it, you can reach out to me on Facebook. You know I'm always on there, and you can always PM me a message. Sex Unshamed. Hey, what's going on? You're looking for a podcast that unshames sex. I think we can help. Don't talk. Just listen. Listen. The most stimulating podcast on the internet. Ah. Now zip up and put your headphones on. Whoa. You're listening to Sex Unshamed. Here's your host, Sean Lee. Hello, lovers. It's Sean Lee, and I'm so happy to be with you again today. I know I missed last month, but I had oral surgery. I had a dick stuck in my mouth and they had to remove it. <laughs> okay, you caught me. I did not have a dick stuck in my mouth, but I did have oral surgery. So I wasn't here last month. And I'm super excited about this show. This is a show I've really been waiting to do. Because if you've been with me recently, you know that we've been doing a series on alternative relationships. Three months ago, I did the show, I Want to Be a Swinger, Now What?, and then two months ago, I did a show called I Want to Be Polyamorous. Today's show is I Want to Be Kinky. And so let's talk about what kinky really means. So I want you to just go on the record with me and say this with me when you're comfortable. I am kinky. Really, it's not that scary. Let me explain. If you have ever wanted to be tied up, if you have ever tied anybody up, if you have ever played with food, if you have ever played dress up, if you have ever done anything, played with someone's feet, decided you liked something you didn't expect to like, it makes you kinky. And we're all kinky. So we can just kind of take a deep breath. 
and settle into that awareness because there's nothing in sex that is wrong. There's nothing in sex that you cannot do. There are no fantasies that you cannot have. Kinkiness is, we're all kinky, right? We're all a little weird. We all have our own freak flag flying. We all have our edge. We all have places we're willing to go and places we're not willing to go. And that makes us kinky. Now, I will tell you that doesn't mean that you're into BDSM or anything else, but that is the usual vernacular for it. If you're into the BDSM lifestyle, you're kinky. They're into kink. And I personally have had the pleasure of spending some time in that community. I have met the most amazing people in that community. And if you've listened to me at all, you know I've said for a long time, the kink community could show the world how to behave. To just draw some parallels for you, in the swinging lifestyle, if someone says no, it's no. In the kink community, it's nobody plays until someone says yes. And to me, that's such a beautiful way to be because there's this total acceptance of this is my body, this is my space, this is what I like, this is what I do, this is okay with me, and if it's not okay with you, then it is N-M-K, not my kink. And there's a lot of really fun phrases from the kink community, and I love the way that they come up with their own ideas and their own language and their own tools. Now, I want to tell you about some shows I did because when I first started doing this podcast, my first podcast partner was Lauren. You might remember her. She was a girl from South Africa. And we went and spoke at FetishCon. And when we went and did that, I had no idea what I was walking into. I had no idea what I was getting into. I just started the podcast. But we did a show. It was the sixth show we've ever done. We're kinky. You're kinky. Let's be kinky together. I have to tell you how this journey started for me, though. I was in West Palm Beach, Florida, and there was, a, there was an event called Beyond Leather. And I knew someone who wanted to go. Her husband wanted to be submissive. He wanted her to be dominant, and she had no idea what that was about. It was held at the Marriott, and the kink community had basically taken over the whole hotel. And as I walked past rooms, I saw classes of things I never expected to see. There was a blowjob class. I just want you guys to know. I walked in. It was over. I looked around and thought, what did I just miss? Because there were naked men, and there were still women on the floor, and it was a blowjob class. And I thought it was fantastic. I walked into another room, and there were all of these women dressed up like little girls, coloring and enjoying it. And I said, what's this? Because, hell, the, part, the girly part of me wanted to go in and color, too. And they were like, this is the littles, and this is what they like to do. And they were just as sweet as they could be. It was like giving people an opportunity to live out those parts of themselves that they maybe want to relive, right? Let's kind of discuss some vocabulary before we get too deep into this. In the kink community, there are words that might trigger you and they might make you uncomfortable. Now, as I mentioned a little while ago, the people who were coloring, they were littles, and, and that's what they're called. There are also dominants and submissives. There are masters and slaves. And so if the word slave triggers you, I understand that. I had a hard time with the word in the beginning. But for their community, it is not something that is a negative spin. It is an established position that people have agreed to. And the cool thing about the kink community is, as I mentioned before, nobody plays until everybody says yes, and there are always safe words. Nobody is held against their will. Everything is so consensual. So I just want to go on the record as saying that we understand that going forward, that when I say slave, I am talking about someone who has chosen that life, who agrees to that life, who is not being held against their will 
who is doing everything they can do to feel good in their position, and they picked it. But anyway, I go to class with my friend, and we went to the male submissive class. And I'm halfway paying attention because this is not my kink. So I'm just like, yeah, whatever, right? All right, so I'm in there. And I'm almost in the back row. And all of a sudden, I hear the woman behind me go, I only let my slave come once a month. And I sat up straighter. I mean, who wouldn't? Okay. Everyone in the room turned around and looked at her. Now, I want you to know she has fiery engine red hair. She's probably 100 pounds soaking wet with the cutest little figure you've ever seen. And she just sat there as confident as you please. And she was like, yep, that's it. And so other women had questions. What if he does it without you? What if he does it behind your back? What if he doesn't tell you he's done it? What if you catch him? And she just sat there as calmly. She said, if he does it without me, then he is not my slave. And I was like, oh, I want to know you. I got questions for you, young lady. And so when the class was over, I said to her, I really want to talk to you. And we met at the bar later. And this was the coolest experience. So if you've been listening and you know her, it's Madam A. So much respect for Madam A. So as I'm there, I'm in the bar, and there's Madam A. And then she says, this is my slave. And I see her slave. He brings her a beer, and she kisses it. And I said, okay, I have questions. What are you doing? I let him have the beer. I was like, oh, this is good. But there was this other guy, and he was kind of just trailing behind her. And I said, who's that guy? And she said, he's under consideration. I said, what does that mean? She said, it's he's under consideration to see if he's worthy to serve me. I was like, hold the phone here. Are you telling me this is on-the-job training for somebody to take care of you? And she said, he's on-the-job training. He's actually gotten in trouble. So we're, we're just, it's he's under consideration. We're not sure yet. I was fascinated. I was fascinated because this was a world I had never explored. There were all of these men catering to all of these women. Now, in the lifestyle, you might remember me talking about it's a woman's world, right? Because a lot of women in the, in the, in the swinging lifestyle are bisexual. And so that's a big reason that that community exists in the way that it does. This was completely different. Whereas in the swinging lifestyle, it's about the sex. In the polyamorous lifestyle, it's about the relationship. But in the kink community, it's about the play. And it's about the power exchanges. And it's about the fun of it. And it's about the roles that they establish. After the event, I wanted to interview Madame A. I thought, if I am this fascinated, you guys would be this fascinated. So I, I went to her house. And I want you to know if you listen to this interview, and I encourage you to listen to the interview. It's called I Only Let Him Come Once a Month. It's my 11th show ever, so I was still a newbie. The sound might not be up to quality that you expect from me, but it was, it was a good time. As we sat at her dining room table and drank wine, we talked about what it was like for her to be a dominant and to have a slave and what that meant to her and, and how she got there and all of these things I had questions about. And she said something really profound in that interview that I've never forgotten. She said, I don't feel like I have to compromise in my relationship. And if I tell you that moment turned my world on its axis, I'd never met anyone who said anything so bold to me. What do you mean you don't have to compromise in your relationship? And so to be clear, in the swinging community, in the polyamorous community, in the regular heteronormative vanilla community, in, in the gay community, right, there's this idea that I show up and I'm me and you show up and you're you and we get together and we have a lot of sex, we have a lot of fun, and as we live together for a little bit, we establish we establish our relationship, right? This is the kind of things that happen when I do this. These are the kind of things that happen when you do this. And you just kind of go along in your life. 
in the kink community, which I think is really cool, they have very established roles. In this case, Madam A is the dominant. She's the master. And in, in her slave's mind, he, she is her, his, his owner. And that's their language. Again, this is just, this is so consensual. So we cover that in the interview. And, you know, she's like, he has a car. He can leave anytime he wants to. But that's their relationship establishment. And they have a contract. And that's really common in this community. Because nobody wants to be left in a position going, that's not what we agreed to. Well, let's make sure it is because it's in the contract. We wrote it together. And, it's, and I'm assuming there are negotiations that happened before, after, and probably during. But when she said that to me, I was blown away. And a few minutes later, her slave actually came in. And it was funny because he like darted in the room and darted into the bedroom. And I thought he was doing it because we were recording and he didn't want to interrupt. After the microphones went off, um, I saw the bedroom door creak open. And he, you just kind of could see his eyeball. And she waved him in and she said, you can come in. And he came in the room, buck-ass naked, y'all. <laughs> and he walked straight to her. He had a collar in his hand, and he knelt at her feet. And she put the collar around his neck. And I sat there, fascinated. I'd never seen anything like that in my life before. And I looked at her, and I said, can I talk to him? And she said, yes. And here's what I learned. He didn't want to be interviewed because his family would not approve of his lifestyle, and he was afraid that they would find out who he was. I started asking him, what do you get out of this? Like, help me understand this. And he said to me, he said, I've always known I wanted it. And I will tell you, every single slave I ever interviewed, every single submissive I ever interviewed said the same thing. I've known my whole life this is what I wanted, and this is what I do. And I just, I couldn't imagine. Like, I'm dominant. There's no way that this would fit my personality. But I understood it was what he wanted. And to put it in perspective, he's a businessman. He's well-read. He's good-looking. He's articulate. He is very well-endowed, by the way, and he's not allowed to foreclose in the house or sit on the furniture. <laughs> and he's loving it. And that's the thing I really had to get behind because it's kind of a mind fuck, you know? But um, as she and I sat there and drank more wine, he made dinner. He'd just gotten off work. He made dinner, and he was happy to do it. And when she said something to him, he trotted in the other room, and he came back with a whip in his mouth. And I said, why does he have a whip in his mouth? And she said, because I don't let him touch my toys with his hands. And I just thought, holy fuckballs, Batman. Really? People do this? But I want to tell you, as I observed them in that moment and later observed them again and again and again and again and again, I learned a lot. Madam A was a wonderful source of information for me explaining the King community to me. And to be very clear, it is so respectful. It is so loving. It really, really is. The things you see might fuck with your head a little bit, but when it comes right down to it, the people involved in the play and in the scenes respect each other. They respect the roles they've established. They respect the boundaries they've established. They respect, they respect safe words. As I watched Madam A flog her slave at the Beyond Leather event, I watched her several times go over and, and gently with him and lovingly with him. And it, and it happened over and over again. It wasn't just her. I want to be very clear. When I went to the CFNM party, Clothe Female Dude Male Party, I watched unbelievable men catering to every whim of the woman in the room. They were all naked, by the way. The CFNM party, Clothe Female Nude Male. All the girls are dressed. All the boys are not. And there's a waiting list for the boys to get into the event. 
And I just was like, whoa. Sometimes they don't have enough goddesses for it, but they always have enough boys. The premise of it is you get to humiliate the boys, and they love it. So to be clear, this is one of those things that when you just kind of start exploring it, you're like, I could have that? I could do that? Really? I mean, you might have heard me on some earlier shows going, I need me one of those. Somebody to come clean my house for free? Sold. Sold, Batman. Let's do it today. But that's the point. There's nothing in this world that is wrong for you if it makes you feel good. There's nothing in this world that is wrong for you if you feel respected. There is nothing in this world that is wrong for you if you like it. Like, I want to be clear. As we call this the Sex Unshamed show, I mean that. I don't have to agree with what someone is doing, but I don't have the right, nor should I, to say it's wrong. But I want you to know, if this is you, if this is something you're interested in exploring, if this is something you think you might want to try, I encourage you, go to Google and research it. Learn about it. Because what you'll find in that community is respect. What you'll find is all of the things that other people do. When I went to a party after we, after my first podcast partner and I spoke at FetishCon, and we went to a club in Tampa, Florida called Castle, there was this, everyone was in costumes. Some people were in full tilt leather. Some people were dressed as nurses. It was, uh, it was just this, this whole costume party, if you will, except it was a kink party. It was a kink club. And this is kind of just their Saturday night. So there's this guy, he's dressed in a T-Rex costume. And I'm talking a big costume. It had, it was huge. It was just ginormous. And he had this big head and it was, his body was really big and he had this super long tail. And in this club, there's stairs. And he was going down the stairs in front of me. And as I watched him go down the stairs, here's what I noticed. Nobody frowned at him. Nobody made faces. Nobody gave him a look like, what the hell are you doing here in a T-Rex costume? They all just got out of his way. He stopped along the way and hugged a couple people and just kept walking. And I thought, this community could teach the world how to behave. If there's ever been a place where acceptance reigns supreme, it is in this community. So I want you to know, as we build our community, if you're not part of my Facebook group, Sex Unshamed, that's the community we're building there. The point is, is everything you want is okay. And if you can get behind that, if you can feel that within your soul, then explore what you want to explore. Become a swinger if you want to be a swinger. Who cares what your neighbors think? If you want to do poly, do poly. Who cares what your mother thinks? If you want to be kinky, do kinky. Who cares what anybody else thinks? That's been the point of this series. Now, there are, there are so many more communities. There's the gay community. There, there are so many more communities that, I, that I've, I've not covered, but I want to be clear. Wherever you are in your sexual life, you're 100% okay. Whatever you got told as a kid that was bad, that was wrong, just I call that the bonus package. Let me be clear. If you got spanked as a child and all of a sudden you think a spanking in bed might be kind of cool, but you're not sure if it's good because you did get spanked as a child, I call that the bonus package. Really. Somehow that childhood drama has wiggled its way into your sexual prowess. By God, enjoy the fuck out of that spanking if that's what you want to do. I want you to have everything you want. I want you to love every part of yourself. I want you to explore everything that feels good to you. And I want you to do it with a smile. If you don't like it, you don't have to do it. And if you love it, do it. I got to tell you, I talk to so many women and so many submissives and so many dominant men and so many dominant women and so many submissive women. I mean, I was astonished by the way everybody just settled into their role, happy to be. No matter what their role was, they were proud of it. 
And that's what I encourage you to be, proud of who you are. So as we get out of here today, you guys, I want you to know there's a whole world out there and so many more communities I didn't even touch. I just want you to know you're perfect exactly as you are. So as I get out of here today, I want you to know today, tomorrow, and every single day, I love you. But you have to love you first. And that is always, always, always an inside job. You've been listening to Sex Unshamed. Unshaming sex. Unshaming sex. We hope you had your tissues ready. (laughs) Did you have fun? We know we did. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And we'll see you next time. Pervert. Pervert.